massive welcome from my home to your home, where we get to keep building home together as Oasis Church. Um, as Rich said, we're going to start today a new series we've entitled um, Living with Uncertainty, as we are living in unprecedented times. And I'm sure that each and every one of us is feeling that level of uncertainty. However, it's into this context that I believe we need to be reminded and refreshed of the life that Jesus offers us. As the life he offers us has many different attributes that we, we get to know individually, get to share together and get to display to the world around. And today I want to encourage us in terms of an attribute that Jesus wants us to live with. And that's an attribute of peace. And to do that, I want to jump straight into a story in the Bible, uh, which may be familiar to many of us, but I find deep encouragement from. And that's uh, from Matthew chapter 8. I'm going to loom in your screen for a moment as I try and share something, but it doesn't look as though I'm going to be able Oh, there we go. Uh, and I'll waffle for a moment as it links in and seeks to help me uh, hopefully share something, or it may not do. We'll see what happens. There we go. Here we go. So Matthew 8, verses 23 to 26 says this. And Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. I believe from this passage that uh, we can just take deep encouragement, deep encouragement for this moment, deep encouragement we find for the disciples at the time that they find that actually in a moment of uncertainty where it was leading to them to feel anxious and fearful that Jesus offers an alternative. And it's that I want to look at. You see, each of us may not be in a physical boat, but our lives are like boats. And just like the disciples found themselves in a physical boat with Jesus, our lives now are with Jesus. And we're journeying with him. However, we found ourselves in an unprecedented time where suddenly a storm has come upon us. And who'd have thought four weeks ago that we'd be like this? Or even, to be honest, two weeks ago that we'd be connecting and gathering like this? The reality is we are living facing a storm. We are facing a storm that can sometimes feel quite overwhelming. A storm of the coronavirus, a storm that seems to come with it with other storms, storms in terms of wondering about our health or our finances or like daily provisions. Who would have ever thought that we'd get to a point of panic around toilet rolls, uh, of employment, of what will happen in terms of our exam results or maybe how long is this going to last and the reality is these storms are there and we can't just simply live trying to deny them however we however we need to be careful we don't allow them to consume us as that's what we find with the disciples somewhere along the road they they kind of found the storm was all that they could see and i think that's a concern sometimes that if we're not careful, the storm is all that we can see. And we find that as we look out at the storm, we find those increasing levels of anxiety. 
I know I've found that for myself sometimes in my life that you, you can end up just increasingly getting anxious over something. As you get anxious about that thing, you then find yourself kind of spiraling, to, spiraling into these kind of what-if scenarios. And to be honest, I allowed my life to be robbed for decades by that kind of what-if scenario. And if we're not careful, the storm that we're facing at the moment can cause us to go to what-if scenarios. And as we begin to live with those what-if scenarios, we can then find ourselves, if we're not careful, where the disciples found themselves in that kind of cul-de-sac of despair where all hope has gone and they get to this point where the logical conclusion for them seems like they're going to drown. And I know for me, I found myself in those moments where it feels like anxiety is overwhelming, that the what-ifs seem like there's no way out. And you find yourself locked into this point of feeling like all there is is, is despair and, and hope and light have gone. However, I believe there's a different way that we can live in terms of the storm. I think that we need to find ways where we don't just get consumed by the storm and what we see. And I think we can do that in two ways. One's a minor way and one's a major way. The minor way, I think, is that we need to be those who are limiting how much we look at the storm. I would be encouraging us at the moment, don't keep looking at the newsfeed. I think if you continuously allow that to do all you see, that will continuously be something that consumes you. I think we need to limit that. But secondly and most importantly, I think we need to do what the disciples in the end remembered. Is that we need to continuously remember who is in the boat with us. You see, we have a companion in our boat. The disciples lost sight of that for a moment. And to be honest, I think we can also. But we have one in the boat that changes everything. See, Jesus is with us in the boat, just as he was with the disciples. See, Jesus promises that he's never going to leave us, never going to forsake us. He's always going to be with us. In actual fact, he's never going to allow anything to separate us from his love. Therefore, we need to be those who turn to him. See, the disciples got to this point where they called out to Jesus. They called out to Jesus to say, would you come and be with us? And we need to be those who are continuously remembering that Jesus is with us, to allow ourselves to call out, to express our anxiety, to express our desires, our fears to him. And know that Jesus is then wanting to come and meet with us in the presence of his Holy Spirit. After all, the Holy Spirit is one who's longing to continuously draw alongside us and bring us comfort. You see, what Jesus does for the disciples is he brings them peace. He literally speaks and brings calm, peace over the storm. Now, now it may not be the case that Jesus at this moment is going to bring calm and peace and remove the storm. But he does promise to bring us peace within the storm. And you see, his peace has substance. See, the peace he offers by his Holy Spirit is one that brings us calm, that causes us to know rest from our unrest. It's one that gives us comfort. It allows us to know that we're not alone. It's one that brings completeness. It, it kind of allows the, the fractured nature of our minds sometimes to be restored. It's one that brings confidence. It allows us to know that Jesus has the final word. You see, Jesus's peace has substance, a substance of calm, comfort, of completeness and confidence. And my 
encouragement is that we would be multiply, multiple times a day seeking to pause and remember that Jesus is in the boat with us. And in those moments, just remember that Jesus is in the boat with us, that we allow that to be a moment where we come and receive again of his peace, expressing how we feel, expressing our anxieties and our concerns, and then saying, and Jesus, though, in this moment, I ask, would you come by your Holy Spirit? And Holy Spirit, I receive your peace. And I'd be encouraging us to do that daily. See, we are living with uncertainty. But in this moment, Jesus comes to us by his spirit and offers us peace, a peace to replace our anxiety, a peace that we can know individually, a peace that we get to share together and a peace that we get to display to one another. And I, I feel like surely what we should be doing at this moment is just stepping in the gap and just saying, God, have mercy. And so I wonder if I can just encourage us to uh, close our eyes and I'm going to lead us in praying for the nation and the nations. And then after it, I'm then going to pray for us. But I'll get to that in a moment. Father, I thank you that you are Lord over all the nations. I thank you that we're coming to you who is the great creator. I thank you that we're coming to you who birthed out of darkness and chaos, such vibrancy of light, color and beauty. And Father, we're just looking at the nation and the nations at the moment and just saying it feels like darkness is here again. Chaos is riding. And we just ask, would you therefore come and extend your arm of creation? And I pray, would you come and sovereignly work your creation into this world? Pray, would you come and bring the wonder of your life here? Pray for this pandemic and just ask God, would you halt it from having the kind of extent of impact that uh, can be feared? And I pray, Father, would you come and have mercy? Have mercy on this nation. Have mercy on the nations. We look to you now. And just say, we are powerless, but we know you are powerful. So God, we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. I want to just pray for each of us now that we would know the reality of this peace that I've spoken of. I just wonder, just where we're at in, maybe we're in our house by ourselves, just close our eyes and put our hands out. I think... The more and more I've been spending time on Zoom, which to be honest is a daily thing for me in multiple meetings, I realized that actually it's very normal to pray like this. To be honest, whenever we pray, we don't ever take it one at a time anyway. So it is like that. It's just so we're not actually in the room together, but I am with you. Uh, we are together. And so it's just good to pray. And I wonder, so if we're by ourselves, why don't we close our eyes, put our hands out. Maybe if we're with others, we just put our, like, with social distancing, we kind of still manage to maybe touch elbows or feet or something uh, with others in our household. And I'm just going to pray for us. Just with our eyes closed, and I just want to pray for us. Jesus, I thank you that you are with us in this moment. I thank you that you know every single one of us. God, that you're present with us, whether we're in India or in East Birmingham. Uh, Jesus, I thank you that you're with us. And Jesus, I thank you that you are longing to cause us to know your presence now. 
Holy Spirit, I thank you that you came in order that you could dwell with each and every one of us. And I ask now, Holy Spirit, would you come into the storm that we're facing? And I pray, would you cause us to know your peace? I pray, Holy Spirit, would we know your calm, your comfort, your completeness and your confidence? I really ask that, Holy Spirit. And I pray as we know that individually. I pray, would we share that? Would we share that with one another as we speak to one another, as we live in our households, as we have the moments where different ones of us feel a bit more anxious or slightly concerned and we're able to offer your peace in that moment. I pray, God, also that we be those that not only share it with one another, I pray we display it to the world around. I pray in our workplaces. I pray for those in uh, hospitals and doctor surgeries. I pray let them be beacons of peace for you. I pray for those in supermarkets, in call centres, in uh, banks, uh, in uh, transport uh, and varying other jobs. I pray, God, let them be your beacons of peace. I pray for those of us in our um, streets, within our communities, in our friendship circles, on WhatsApp groups. I pray let us be beacons of peace for you. I ask that, Jesus, you would be glorified in this moment, that, Jesus, that you would be revealed more and more in our hearts and through our lives. And I ask Jesus that you would be known more and more in this world. We ask this for your glory, Jesus. Amen.